Thought he wants to say hi. Oh yeah, baby. All for all for monkey. She's like, I need fifteen hundred dollars worth of work done. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not still Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Bark like a dog, Andy. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what you guys talk about when I'm not around. Not any weird. Yeah, no, Jared, go get you some you booze, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. oh, that was kind of a... Let's try the bottoms. No, that. There we go. <laughs> like the boldest part. Yeah. We got some champagne flutes, so we wanted to try them out with you today. Yes, happy... For our cheers. Welcome to... Um, to Homebound Happy Hour yet again. For episode 18. Episode 18. That's my lucky number. 18 Wheeler. That's not why. Yeah, so um, so we had left you all with um, like half yes. of the conversation that we had recorded with Jeremiah. Actually, I mean, we got like a total of three hours, but we're not going to make anyone sit through that. Um, but uh, so we decided to break that up and you will get the other half today. Yes, so there's uh, there's some more uh, conversation. We talk about our forays and Jeremiah's non-foray into social media. So that's yeah. that's interesting. Uh, just to get that from the perspective of someone who doesn't spend all the time on the shit that we, <laughs> we yeah. do on yeah. a daily basis. Like somehow he has like a life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so how, how is, uh, how is this week? Uh, well, I would be celebrating that it's the weekend, but those no longer exist for me. Oh. As I am back to work manana. So there's that. And my schedule has changed like four times this week as of like just a couple hours ago. We'll see if it stays the same now. Like they keep changing what time I have to be there, where my initial location is and also um like now it's like super early so we have like three hours before we get guests to set up what do you have to do just clean the shit out of the place yeah like the measures are so different now and then like a lot of the people that are working tomorrow it'll be their first shift back so the people that have been back for a couple of weeks are going to be like teaching us how to do everything. Mm. Um, and then also, I think they, we got a new POS system that none of us have ever used with this company, um, which is Aloha. And um, that'll be like training time for us to do that, I think. I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good a mine as mine at this point. Like I haven't received an email about anything that's going on. I just know I have to be there. At three fifteen instead of three forty-five, or four forty-five. Well, that half hour has got to be critical for something. Right? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I misspoke. Yeah. yeah, I meant four forty-five the first time. Okay. So yeah, hour. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know how to difference. tell time. Yeah. That's just yeah. Well, we'll see how long. That I don't know. I have I have my doubts and reservations as. We are in California, one of the states where 
uh, COVID cases have been increasing significantly. Drastically. um, Terrifyingly. Florida and Texas have both rolled back their their plans and have closed down bars again, which probably shouldn't have opened as early. Which um, which one was it? Was it Florida or Texas or both where they're not even allowed to consume alcohol on premises anymore? Oh, I don't know. I think it's both. Really? But yeah, they're going to be putting measures in place. And then a lot of Ooh. some states, I think Michigan, um, put in place that bars can now sell to go alcohol if they're so inclined. Like forever. We had some to go alcohol over the weekend. We did. We drank a margarita out of a out of a tub <laughs> yeah it was just like one of those like to-go soup containers but yeah. our margarita was in it 16 ounce margarita it was delicious mm-hmm. that was from like a like a famous local san diego spot yes which um if you follow our instagram at homebound happy hour sd you will see what place that was and you will also see the to-go soup container that the margarita was in Delicious. It was. We've been that well, place we've really been eating good. off the keto plan pretty bad. We week. have, yeah. But I mean, it's I was kind of, stressed out. It's it's been highly stressful for both of us, and I guess uh, my job is technically reopening or trial run reopening starting July. So we've been doing work from home, most of us, but now we have to, I guess, document everything and go into official like you know, telecommute plans and mm. approval. I have to, like take a picture of my workstation to make sure it meets all the safety requirements and that <laughs> so, oh. at home? Yeah. Oh okay. To make sure that it's, you know, up to up to specifications so that well, make sure I you don't... clean before you take the picture. Oh well of course. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, take it as is right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like well Andy looks better than your office did actually. Yeah. Even with the, like, the nice napkin holder, that's dog fancy. Pads and the and the uh, you know. <laughs> Dottie's like hardcore panting right now because we have to turn off the fan to speak to you, lovely people. Gets warm in here on warm days. What's up? Nothing. I'm just looking at the notes to see what what if there's anything we wanted to talk about real quick, like before we before we take everyone back to um, Jeremiah part two electric I, I don't know I feel like um, I don't like, understand that note <laughs> that was why I was it was taking me a while uh, maybe if you have something I, I can read it and it'll make sense in my head no I mean you know like obviously like there's been a lot of um, people backpedaling on well, first of all, like, oh, you misunderstood that racist thing I did. But, I mean, I don't have, like, any examples to cite of that. But there is, um, like, some of the bigger news that we were talking about yesterday, which obviously you had no idea who I was talking about. But we were talking about Jenna Marbles, oh, who's, yeah. like, that YouTube star who um, she no longer wants to produce content for YouTube. Um, she's just going to make... Um, the videos that have offensive content, she's going to make those private. So they won't be able to be viewed anymore. Like there's one where she dresses up as Nicki Minaj and she does blackface. 
Uh, I want to yeah. say that was 2011. And then there's another one where she sings a song and it has some racist um, content toward Asians. And then um, a couple other things. So anyway, she's going to go ahead and just leave YouTube altogether, apparently, mm-hmm. um, for like for now, like for the future, she will not be making content anymore. But in addition to that, she will be privatizing anything that was deemed offensive. And I think that's okay because it's yeah. important that we grow as people and rather than um, erasing the shit we've done in the past that's not cool, we accept it and learn from it and admit to our flaws. Mm-hmm. So... Um, no, I've... I've... You know, always tried to do that, and I've always tried to um, go back and re-examine that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember now the context of that. Um, like most weeks, there is something uttered by the current occupant of the uh, White House. Are you going to talk about? Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, they said something about the way they addressed the coronavirus. They had racist name for it, and Mm-hmm. So I've seen people post about it, and and there was one particular person that posted that garnered a lot of you know support for that, and she's posted about some other topics, and a lot of our mutual like, colleagues and friends have been very supportive. You know, we love you. Yes, it's absolutely true. You know, and it's that's great, but I'm still like not not so much for me that. I need the praise or the recognition, but it's like I like I posted something very similar like a year ago, or mm-hmm. I have been posting things like that very similar, and these same people, for whatever reason, did did not either feel the need to comment or react, or I don't know, maybe they did, and maybe they just didn't say anything or like the post or anything like that i don't know it's just it's hard to to garner we talk a a little bit about this sort of um self-affirmation part when we when we talk to jer here in the next segment but um i don't know i just i i guess now it's just like okay you you support this great now um you know let's let's condemn when our aunt says that at Sunday dinner or let's call out our neighbor or our friends or the other people that are that are that we've been giving a pass to mm-hmm. so I guess I don't know I think that's where I'm trying yeah, to focus I mean, like I got into it with my first cousin um oh, yeah, that's right. like not we weren't arguing or anything I was just pointing out like yeah that behavior was problematic it is important that that statue gets taken down And um, in that particular instance, it was a statue of an indigenous person. Mm. And um, her daughter is half indigenous. Her father is full indigenous. Um, I don't know what, um, like, title or anything like that, so I'm not going to go into it. But, you know, her daughter, who's like, you know, getting older, she's like a mid-teen now. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, mom, these stereotypes really are harmful. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they're taking that statue down. Whereas other people in, like, southern Ohio are saying, 
like how dare you that was like how i was greeted into this neighborhood and it was like a waving indigenous person but it was like super stereotypical with like the headdress and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and like you know uh anyway we don't need to get into why it's harmful or like specific details about why it is if an indigenous person tells you this is fucking harmful take it down right right and anyway um and and i should also add that in in any other um forum even if someone presents an example of an indigenous person not upset or not yeah. um oh yeah you know supportive of that that doesn't cancel the the validity of absolutely everyone else's claim yeah. and, the, and i i know people tend to do that um they have been during the whole this whole time as the height of the black lives matter protest people have been posting videos or or um accounts of um, people that they happen to know or they happen to to have come across on Twitter that are that are black that are not supportive mm-hmm. themselves of of the movement or certain aspects of it as a way to be like he see yeah. everyone all like, of you are wrong because one person uh, doesn't agree with it and that's that's not that's not the case and it's a lot of these things are just so simple. I mean, they're they're trying to change names. They're trying to just do something to not acknowledge the problematic past. I mean, it's a name change at the very least, even though it's much more significant and much more meaningful. You know, it's like when your cell phone company changes names, you don't go all ape shit because it's mm-hmm. not singular wireless anymore. I right. mean, you're just like, oh, it's AT&T now. And then... Everything's Move on fine. with your fucking life. So, yeah. And that's the very least, meaning you don't care anything about the name. So even if you're a person that's not in tune with why this is bad, and you're a person that doesn't care about I don't understand that. So AT&T, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> um, that first again? one, that first one's free. The next yeah. one will cost you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, just a quick reminder so we did, <laughs> if you listen to the last one, our conversation with Jeremiah ended with him putting us on hold. Mm-hmm. And he was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hang on. And it was very abrupt yeah. of an ending. So um, just be prepared that this is going to start with yes. him immediately taking us off of hold. Yes, he's, he's so talking about... We're talking about his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Yes. So, all right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. She was saying that you guys were talking, I guess, one of your topics, and I don't know if it was a previous podcast or whatever the case may be, you were talking about, like, unfriending people on Facebook, and she was asking... That was this weekend. Okay. And she was asking me if I was, if they had already done that podcast, or if I was going to be the guest for that particular topic. And I said, well, they could probably find somebody who's a little bit more... I don't know, a little bit more of an expert in that field than somebody who has never had a Facebook page. Um, but then I thought, well, it's kind of interesting because I can be kind of have a bit of an outside perspective being somebody that does no social media whatsoever and kind of what that entails. So it's kind of interesting. No, that was just the topic for a segment, possibly this episode or later. But I really, I just wanted to see because I, I've been 
doing it. And I, I sort of have my, um, I don't know, tendencies and, and criteria for when I feel it's necessary to do that. But what I, I think what I found out and it's probably this can apply to like real life is that I have, I have friends from different stations in life. You know, you have like sure. your, your hometown friends, you have your, you know, your high school, college friend, whatever. And right, right. It was more about looking for me anyway, looking at the tendencies between those different groups and those different um, times in my life, I guess, periods yeah. in my life, and sure how those those add up. And obviously, I mean, I don't, I don't think there have been any San Diego friends that I've met that I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually so like something but you're from here though, something so. we both I, did this week is we re-followed people that we had unfollowed to see yeah. kind of if there was any terribleness that right. like because you can unfollow somebody without unfriending them which okay, yeah gotcha I did with my so evolved, you just don't see whatever they post yeah so but like of all people like them, yeah. I unfollowed yeah. my stepsister and I re-followed her this week and I was like oh that was a mistake because you know she posted something like pretty awful this morning, and I was like, "Oh no!" Mm, and just like, "Oh wow, I was probably right to do this the first time." Exactly. And so I was like, "Do yeah. I unfriend my fucking stepsister, or do I just let this ride?" Like, <laughs> it's like clothing. It's like, <laughs> "Oh, how come I haven't worn these corduroy shorts in a while?" Oh uh, yeah, the chafing. <laughs> the chafing yeah. of the camel toe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, gotta pull out that snuggie. I haven't worn that thing in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's it's funny. Like going back to what Andy was saying, I, I completely agree with you. And it's different, a little bit different in my world from the standpoint that because I don't do social networking, like any interaction that I have with people is either in person, you know, or via yeah. text or you know, phone. So you know, if like for example, like I lose, like if I don't have my so. Good example is like when I got my last iPhone and I only had only had it backed up to a certain point. Yeah. So when I got my new phone and I was able to recover my contacts, I lost a lot of contacts. But then there's also some that I had that I got back somehow that, you know, not that I'd like purposely deleted them or anything, but that I had had from like a previous um you know, previous update or whatever the case may be. Angel upload to cloud. Angels. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny. It was like seeing these few names where I was like, Oh, I haven't talked to that person in, you know, two, three years or whatever. Yeah. And then I go, well, it's probably a reason why I haven't talked to him in two to three years. Not because we had a falling out or was like anything that drastic, but just more along the lines of you go through your contacts and you go, okay, well, I've got 150 contacts on my phone and I talked to like 20 of them. And you know, aside from like having a few people who have like moved over the years, like Russ and Beth and, you know, Dave and a few other people, oh, Dave. you know, like, yeah, like it, it's, it's kind of different the way that people use like social media because you have, like you said, you kind it's kind of all lumped together, you know, where you can kind of have different circles and everything, mm -hmm. but everybody kind of has access all at the same time. And you have kind of, kind of access to everybody at the same time. So there's a little bit more like kind of intermingling and stuff like that, where with me, 
like it's almost like if I don't really like talk to you via text or on the phone or whatever, then I probably don't talk to you. And not because there's any ill will or anything, but no, it's just it's one of those deals where you know, like you were saying, you have these groups of people that you that were a part of your life at a certain time and you, you know, you came up with them at a certain time and there's a certain time and place and they move or they have kids or whatever the case may be. And not like you had a falling out or there was anything negative or anything like that. It's just how life is. And there's a lot of people that I don't talk to anymore because we just lost touch. And it's not like, you know, like Justin's a good example. It's not like we mm-hmm. lost touch because I didn't like the guy or anything, or he did me wrong or anything. It's just, he moved on and he's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. And, and also it's weird too, because then you go, well, where do you, there's some people where you can just, you can pick up right where you left off. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot talk to this person for a year or so and just pick up exactly where you left off. And it's just exactly the same as it was. And then there's certain people where you just have no real desire to necessarily talk to them because it's like, well, where do you start? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like lives have gotten like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be averse to it, but it's like, all right, like so much time has passed and like what's going on in your life and what's going on in my life are so hugely different that, you know, like, are we going to talk about just like old shit or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of funny that way. Well, and I think we've become more, more aware of the things that we care about and the, the things that affect us. And that's also like something, especially lately with everything that's going on. I mean, that, you know, to, to reconnect with someone I used to talk to five years ago or 10 years ago, it was a completely different world back then. I mean, there were different um, yeah. priorities and all that. And just to, you know, have, you're right. I mean, it would be highly awkward because I would, I would want to know what their inclinations are about the things that, I feel are important to me right now. Mm-hmm. So sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we would have shared, you know, Hey, did you get the new Motorola razor? Yeah, that's cool. Hey, you still have that? No, I don't. All right. So black lives matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hashtag BLM. Huh? Yeah. Uh, no, but like, I think that's, that's like just going back to like you not having any social media. Like that's why I've tried so hard to stay in touch with you during this time. And like, you know, while Andy's working, like you and I just text between us because I don't want to blow up Andy's phone with like the group chat. Yeah, but totally. like, <laughs> you know, like I feel like you and I have known each other for so long. We have mm-hmm. endless things we could talk about, like as dumb as the Cool as Ice movie or the Vanilla Ice movie or whatever it's Which called. Which is amazing. Um, uh, first of all, <laughs> never refer to that dumb as. <laughs> but then, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. But then, you know, there's like so much stuff I see on social media or like memes and stuff. And I'm like, Jeremiah would love this. So I send you that stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah I love that. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. it. And I'm like, how'd you see this already? You don't even have a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, it gets so oh, mad sometimes. I'm like, how does he know? <laughs> like, I beat you to it. Yeah. Well, and I think what, what's funny, too, and part of my reason for not doing social networking and stuff like that is that you can't get away from it to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about from the standpoint of, like, it becoming an addiction or taking over your life or anything, but more from the standpoint that it's just you're just so inundated with so much information at all right. times. At all times. And I mean, there's times where like, I'll be out running errands or something. And so like, good example. So like, I just gotten home, like I, you know, went, got my herded, went to Target, running errands, doing this, doing that, going to the bank, doing this, doing that, come home, like just got home and then like got the text message from you guys. And then Lisa called and then she called again. And then Rob sent me a text and I'm just like, 
I just need to turn my damn phone off for a second. Like, <laughs> I need, like, I can't, like, I, I need a damn cigarette and I need to, like, you know, set my bags down and just chill for a minute. So, like, I get almost overwhelmed at times from that standpoint where, and these are people that, like, I like. These are, like, my favorite people in the world, like you guys and Lisa and Rob. And, you, but, but there's times, I think, with, like, the, the social networking thing where it's, like, you can't, you almost can't get away from it. And I think it becomes, yeah. like, so much a part of people's lives. And then especially if you are dealing with something that isn't, you know, um, vanilla ice related, you know, that is something as as important as, you know, the protests or, you know, what's going on in office right now or, you know, politically, socially, whatever the case may be. And, you know, God forbid there's some kind of, you know, you have some kind of disagreement there. And it's like you feel like you have you you almost feel like you're entitled to say something based on your beliefs. But then also it just becomes this like this cycle, you know, where it just keeps yeah. going and going and going, you know, and it's and it's it's hard to. You know, because you you obviously like have your convictions and you have your, you know, you have your feelings about certain things and, and that are important to you. And you feel like that you have to make those known. But then also like you kind of get trapped in this this cycle where it's just like never ending, you know. And and for me, like that's kind of where I never got into the social networking thing, not because I don't recognize how amazing of a tool it is or what it can be used for, especially with what's going on in the world right now. It's just I, I, like, I just need to, I need to turn it off Yeah. sometimes, you know, and not even in regards to just what's going on in the world, just in general. It's like, you know, I, I, I like to remain as anonymous as possible. And, you know, I just don't need to be inundated with information and thoughts and stream of conscious, you know, at all times. I can, I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. 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 You're like, absolutely right. It in is that a time sense, sucker. I, yeah. It's a time sucker. And you're right. Even when we do post things about things that we care about or that we're passionate about, I mean, how many times has some person that we're not that close with come in and occupy that space and mm -hmm. force us to take it? And, you know, same thing, which is why I try to not comment on people's posts that I don't know that well or that I don't otherwise yeah. hang out with but and that's what it came the whole discussion of unfriending people it's just like yeah I appreciate when this was all like fun and games and just sort of you know sharing stupid shit but with so many serious topics going around it's like I don't I mean a lot of these people are people that I would hang out with right now or have right. hung out with or anything well, we, for all, any... we all like befriended on social media the person at the bar who was like oh what's your facebook yeah you know like right. i have so many of those and i'm like oh yeah yeah and my response oh. is i don't have one i don't care about <laughs> your damn no. baby well, can I have, right yeah can i have your number no you can't um but it's, and, and, I've, and I've said this forever, and, you know, be, being serious here for a minute, you know, I, this is something that I've said for, for forever is that it, it's life is too short to surround yourself with anybody who's not benefiting you positively. And I don't mean that from a standpoint, uh, from a material standpoint not. or anything like that, or, you know, what can I get from this person or whatever? I just mean strictly from a um, from a spiritual sense 
you know, if I'm, you know, if this person isn't benefiting my life positively, then they don't need to be in my life. And if, you know, you're, you know, and it's one thing to, you know, obviously, you know, help the people around you out and help your friends out and things like that. So I, I don't mean this in any way to be like materialistic or anything like that. I just mean strictly from a sense where, you know, if, if this person isn't somehow uplifting you or isn't doing something to, to, to benefit your life, whether it's creatively or spiritually or emotionally or mentally or whatever the case may be, then don't waste your time. You know, it's really what it comes down to for me, you know, and, and I think it's hard too, because especially with social networking, as many people do it. And for a lot of people that is their resource. And I think for like somebody like me or maybe like Anna, you know, and, and, you know, and Andy to a certain extent as well, because we're relatively social people and we like to go out and we go to bars and stuff and we know a lot of people. But I think with the social networking aspect of it, for a lot of people, that is their really like their only resource really for interacting socially. Mm. And it becomes their it becomes their social world, you know, yeah. and they get so wrapped up in that. And I guess my thing is, you know, I pretty much am able to see and interact with all the people I care to see or interact with, um, you know, IRL, as the kids say. Um, so I don't really need, I don't really need that. I don't need social networking enabled like to, to, to be able to interact socially. Right. Well, and that, that's a really good point that you bring up that sort of vicarious uh, social interaction that people fan and one of the things i've had this note on on the podcast our little planning document for a while is just to talk about just different memes and i know a lot of so one one sect of my social community are people that i used to work with so they're all educators teachers school people um sure. that and and you know, again, fine. I mean, I, I know them mostly from work, some of them socially, but I haven't really spent a lot of time with um, them. But it's interesting because one of the one of the ones I'll see going around is just the, you know, like the mama like loves wine kind of memes. And, and they're, you know, someone's like a cat or something is hoisting a particular, a, a ridiculously sized wine bottle or something. And like a magnum yeah. or something. Like or, this yeah. is me the Friday before spring break, you know, whatever, <laughs> which I get like, it's fun, but also I'm like, I've never seen you drink more than half of a Michelob ultra. <laughs> the one time a year that at a wedding. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On St. Patrick's day, <laughs> two shots of root beer snobs and you were on the floor. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and this, I think it's what's funny too is that you go, it's almost you, know, you, you, you go, why, like, I didn't interact with this person in real life. Like, I didn't, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's Phil from the office. Yeah. You know, okay, I talked to Phil twice in the four years that he was there. And once it's because he stole my lunch out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Like, why are we friends on Facebook? Like, you know, like, why am I following this guy? Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, there has to be some kind of substance to it, I think. Yeah. And I think what's happening now, because so many people are so caught up in, you know, Facebook obsessed, or it's become such a part of their lives and everything that it's like, they must feel like obligated one. And then two, the that they're 
that's where the substance is coming from. But it's a psychological thing too, because we're we're numbers based, and you know we're kind of at least in the back of our minds uh, cognizant of the number of follower friends or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be the person that only I has eight fourteen. Uh, well. <laughs> You're much then. You're the no, coolest of the of no, the group no. currently. Uh, eight twelve because I had to unfriend two people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, numbers are plummeting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Facebook. Right. I mean, right. I'm joking. I don't care how many followers I have or like yeah. friends I have. You knew the exact number. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, because I wrote it down a couple exact weeks ago. Because we were talking about adjusted it. for deletions. <laughs> I wrote it down. Okay, Anna, we get it. You're popular. Right, yeah, we like you. Yay. Yeah, Anna. Maybe it's time yay. to do a purge. I still get uh, emails from MySpace for some reason. Yikes. And, I, you know, it was like, it was like your top eight for this week. And, and Tom. it was very off putting because. Who's going on there? Well, yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, I swear to God, and I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I literally made a MySpace reference earlier today when I was getting my hair cut. Aww. Not not far removed from what we were just talking about. <laughs> Cute. That was a lot of pressure, too, because, uh, you know, when they introduced the top eight, yeah, or top 12, mm-hmm. it was, uh, oh, man. that was a big deal, especially if you were, you know, in a uh, budding romance or something, and you moved that person up into the, you know... <laughs> the top eight or the top four it's like oh oh well it was great for, great for me when i so when i was doing myspace back in the day it was i only set it up because i was doing art at the time so it was really just a way to to advertise my business and my my art and stuff sure. like that so in that respect it's a great resource and you know but and i had you know a few friends in the barn stuff you know so you know so I guess, you know, I never had to worry about doing the top eight because I only had seven friends anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Everybody, everybody in the pool, Tom. you're all in. Um, yeah, That's Tom, a Tom yeah. rounded up top eight. <laughs> yeah. um, what is weird, though, and this still trips me out. And, and I, I, oh, Donnie. Donnie. Um, what does trip me out, though, is when I would, so I was, when I was doing art and everything, and I would get, like uh i don't know what the hell he used to call it on myspace because it's been forever um but it was like you know like a friend request or whatever the case may be same idea or someone would message you or something like that it would be like this dude in like berlin or something or like some chick in like hungary or whatever like hey really dig your art like you know hey contact me if you want to do our cd cover or whatever i'm like how the fuck did you find it it's so weird it, like, I would go through like my friend's pages and be like, okay, maybe they discovered like my shit through them or something. It's like, no, there's no, there's no correlation whatsoever. Like, j- just Gunter in fucking Frankfurt like somehow <laughs> came across my shit. I have no idea how. So that's so that's the trip. So what's weird is like when you look at social networking in its infancy and what it was designed for and, and kind of how it was initially set up to be utilized yeah. such an amazing resource i mean it just it brought the world so much closer together and then you kind of look at where we are now 10 plus years later and you go god this is a fucking shit show. yeah like it's just it's just chaos well it's fucking crazy i don't know if it was i think that one of the the biggest implications of, of social media is like like you said i don't think it was ever designed to be a source for news and information per se yeah 
<clears throat> and that's sort of what it's turned what it's into. And now, yeah. like, you know yeah. how problematic it is because, you know, just the, not just the algorithms and, you know, whatever the deep state has control over, but just, you know, from, from people. And if you begin to go back to like your organic in-person reactions and, you know, <laughs> like someone, someone from the bar is like, Hey, did you know that, you know, whatever, you know, that Hillary yeah, I mean, Clinton has a has a you know sex dungeon of you know whatever, I mean, and you're like oh no that which is true, right. but now sex culture such a shirt the place down that that story is amplified a zillion times over by people that are not not that they're not aware but it's just like oh my gosh can you believe this share it and then like things virally explode oh, yeah, so that definitely. it's it's this huge uncontrollable game of digital telephone is almost what it comes out to be. And, and, and also in, in the way that people, um, the, the way that people consume their information mm-hmm. is, is, is so much smaller now from the standpoint where, you know, you're not going to watch the attention span is so much shorter. So, you know, yeah. people aren't going to watch a, you know, an hour long news broadcast, they're going to get their information in these teeny tiny short controlled bursts, whether it's right or wrong. Right. And that's, that's how they, that's how they consume now, you know, where, you know, if you wanted to know what was going on, you know, in the world, you would put on, you know, CNN for a couple hours or, you know, you put on local news for an hour or whatever the case may be. And now you just go on, you know, any number of different, you know, resources. And it's just, it's all like quick fire rapid succession right in your face, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. And especially like through social networking, because it's, people just don't have the attention span for it anymore. Right. Well, and I used to, you know, be infuriated. And I'm surprised I, I am still accepting of news and all that because I had a, a very hate, hate relationship with news because my dad always wanted to watch news, you know, the 530 news with mm-hmm. Dan Rather. And I wanted to watch Transformers or, you know, Three Company, <laughs> like every eight-year-old wants to do. Um, and then <laughs> cut, cut to down every, where yeah. Andy has the news on every morning by the time I wake up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't think of one eight-year-old that doesn't want to watch Three Company. Right. <laughs> the Further Adventures of Mr. Rover. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot about relationships from that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I totally understand, and I'm like I'm I'm like that with news now. Like I, I I'll I'll be honest. Like I was I would I never watched the fucking news. You know, one it's depressing as shit. Um, you know, and so much of it is just useless information. I don't care about it anyway. But you know, since the pandemic, you know, I've I've definitely tuned in more with what's going on. I was watching you know CNN and and different news outlets, you know, while the protests were going on and, and everything, just to kind of get an idea of what was going on in the world and all that. And like even that was like a little bit overwhelming to a certain extent. It's like okay, I'm good for like an hour, and I got to get the fuck away from this. So you know, doing that via social networking, it, I can't even imagine like just being kind of like live all day every day. And just being inundated with, you know, information at all times. Yeah, I feel like that's where I get most of my information. And I'm, I'm constantly like, before, before the pandemic and before the lockdown, like I very rarely posted, but now I'm just like sharing shit all day long. I feel like because like one, I'm 
very opinionated, as we all know. <laughs> the hell you say. And, uh, <laughs> right. Um, and, but like, that's another thing. It's like, this is a way to show you how I feel about this without alienating people by calling them out personally. So right. like, hey, right. I think you shouldn't be fucking partying all the time during a fucking pandemic. Here's an article about it. And I don't have to call anybody out, but they're like, oh, I know how she feels about this. Right. You know, right. Or it's, um... like Black Lives Matter. Like, I feel like that's all I've been sharing lately, mostly about what's going on in the country with that. So, yeah. And, and what's, what's funny is my, my outlet tends to be more um, one on one or directly with the people that, you know, matter to me yeah. or, you know, exist in, in kind of my, my bubble, if you want to call it. Yeah, I get it. You know, so when like the Black Lives Matter thing was going on and all the protests and everything with, you know, George Floyd and all that, you know, I was, you know, Alan and, and, and Joey and myself, J-Rob, and we were texting back and forth for a couple hours while I was going on. And, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to you a little bit about it and I was talking to Rob about it and, you know, a few other people, you know, but I didn't feel, you know, I, there was things that I felt strongly about, but I didn't feel that I needed to, not like I didn't feel so strongly about it that I needed to share them with the masses or anything, but it was more it was more one-on-one interaction or with a couple mm-hmm. people that I'm close to or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, and that's the problem that you have too, is that it's almost like kind of goes back to what I was saying is like, you know, once you open up that can of worms, it's almost like, where does it stop? You know, it's, it's, it's just like the, you know, that, that old saying, it's like, you know, never, you know, never post a comment on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to like, you know, you're, you're just going to, it's just going to become an obsession at that point, you know? So, that was that's kind of my deal. So I have that that outlet if I need to get something off my chest or something off my mind or I want to share something. But I know the people that I can, you know, that I can share with. And granted, too, like we've all been in that that circumstance as well, where we've been, you know, at the bar, we've been out or something, and it may be somebody who has an opinion that we disagree with, and it's like, well, shit, sit and talk with us, you know, like let's let's talk like normal people, you know, and not this isn't some, you know, speak for yourself, feel- man. <laughs> I like to fight about it. <laughs> But it's but it's what I'm saying though is it's it's like you can you can put a, a rant on you know online and see what kind no no offense not the saying like what you're doing is like ranting or anything but you can put the message out online and not be able to really filter what kind of responses you get or you know or or really um, kind of break it down to a to a small group. Where as opposed to talking to somebody like one on one or having a conversation as a group or something, you can kind of you can hear them out a little bit more. And instead of it just being like a post and then the other person responds and then this person responds, you can actually sit there and like, okay, I mean, I'd agree with your views necessarily, but let's talk, you know, and I think that's where a lot of. I think a lot of the problems that we have too is that it's either stuff that people don't want to talk about or they're afraid to talk about it or they just don't have the social, I don't want to say graces, but they don't have the ability to, to talk about it with somebody one-on-one, you know, Um, they're not like even like being afraid of confrontation, just more from the standpoint that, like I said, if it's like a few of us hanging out and it's somebody that I'm cool with and I respect, I may not necessarily respect your views or agree with them, but I'll still talk to them and I want to know where they stand. And we can come into the conversation and I may not have changed their opinion and they might not have changed my opinion and probably never will. And that's OK. But hey, if we can sit and talk for an hour 
and you can tell me where you come from. Well, I, I respect that. And that gives you a little bit more understanding of why, you know, where they're coming from, too, um, which is, you know, the, we were talking about unfriending before. But the other thing, yeah. too, why I've I've uh, hesitated at that is because, you know, I kind of want to know what those voices are saying you know i don't i don't also i don't want just a feed of everyone that agrees with me because i don't i don't you have to hear both i can still grow from that but i mean i don't yeah i don't i don't know where where the you know the contention is coming from so to speak Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. And, and, you know, I've been in that situation, too, where I've been, you know, and and, that's you know, the old bar rule, you know, no politics, no religion. You know, let's talk about anything else. I don't give a shit. Talk about anything. We talk about tennis. We can talk about vanilla ice. That's the thing, though. It's like there's you have to talk about these things now. Oh, for sure. And that's what I'm saying. But, you know, the way that I choose to do it is I am I am in no way averse to talking to somebody that I may disagree with completely, or I may think their viewpoints are, you know, completely on a completely different spectrum than mine, but I have no problem sitting and having a conversation with them and finding out where they come from. And I think that that's the difference between like doing it with somebody one-on-one and being able to kind of like, not even hash it out or whatever, but like, Hey, let's get a beer and let's bullshit. And, you know, tell me why you feel this way or why you feel that way or whatever. And, you know, it's yeah, different when we're working too is the other thing like oh no i mean socially not even at work right just, no just no no i know from a like, standpoint, i just you know? i know yeah. some bartenders who like to get into it with their bar guests and it's like mm, that's not appropriate like right. i as a bartender yeah. am on the clock i'm representing a company i unfortunately am not allowed to have an opinion yeah well i also feel like i also feel like you know with everything that's going on in the world and stuff like that and not trying to in any way make light of it. But I feel like a bar is like one of the few places that everybody can kind of go and be on the same level. And it's like, you know, that's politics and religion. Like let's leave that stuff outside for a bit. You know what I mean? Like not saying that it doesn't have a, a, a place, but you know, this is not the time to have a knockdown drag out fight. And, you know, because it, it, it never ends well. And, and my thing is like, hey, can we just like, let's just, let's chill and have a beer. If you want to, you know, discuss what's going on, whatever, that's cool. But, you know, if you're coming in thinking that you're going to, you know, change the minds of everybody in the place, you know, this is not, not the time for it, you know, <laughs> like do it elsewhere. No, and I get that. And I think, I think where a lot of people are, where they're struggling right now is just defining that politics line versus you know human rights sort of thing it's yeah. like okay well we're, yeah. we're clearly not well whatever the issue is it's like well this isn't this isn't politics this is about this isn't about you know rezoning a neighborhood for business or you know whatever even though that may have implication on human lives i mean this is directly about treating others with the same respect that you treat other humans and so oh, for sure yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that people are obviously angry. They're sad. They're pissed off, and I mean, they they come into any situation, whether it's a bar, a restaurant, or whatever, with their own background, their own experiences, and and it's it's very easy for that to to 
you know, come out when someone challenges or contends with them. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately that's, that's sort of the, the consequence, I guess, of, of our public spaces now. Yeah. And what's sad is I, I wish it was easier to, you know, to, to, to sit and be able to have conversations one-on-one, you know, between two people that maybe disagree or don't share the same viewpoints necessarily or whatever. And I think the problem though, is that, you know, it, it's, it's so easy to be defensive. So when somebody says something that maybe they feel like is putting them in a place, you know, something that questions their values or what they believe in or whatever, then they're automatically going to come off as defensive. And when they come off as defensive, then they tend to, you know, they tend to come off a little bit angrier or maybe a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it just always, and that's how it spirals, you know? And I think that's the sad thing is that I feel like we've gotten to a point now where, and maybe this goes back to the social media thing where it's so much easier just to go online and just go on Facebook or whatever and just boom, 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 type in some, you know, text and hit send and whatever and send it out there as opposed to like actually sitting across from somebody and, you know, having a face-to-face conversation with them about, you know, topics like that. I just don't see, I I think it's so much easier to do it um, not even anonymously, but to do it digitally than it would be to actually do it in person. And I think that that's something that could go a long way would to be able to bring people together in a way where I'm not trying to change your viewpoints and I'm not telling you that you're right or wrong, but you know, let's sit and talk and I want to hear what you have to say about this particular topic. And I think a lot of people are just kind of unwilling to do that because it's, it either challenges something that they'd agree with, or they, it forces them to bring up their, their defensive mechanism. And Mm -hmm. then that's when the hostility comes out. Right. That's one of the things I was going to say about that actually was like how easy it is to be behind a keyboard you know and like oh absolutely um you know what like if you think this then unfriend me kind of thing and um you know that that in a lot of ways has been useful for me because I've gotten rid of a lot of dead weight but I haven't done anything like that in a long time because I do like you said like like to have those conversations in person but the defensiveness is definitely an issue like you know there are certain people we all three of us know them and I'm not going to name any names, but there are people that cannot, as far as their selves are concerned, be wrong. They don't, they don't want to change their viewpoint, even if their viewpoint is um, short-sighted, you know, like, Oh, well, it's just a joke. So I can say the N word kind of shit. And I'm just like, I, I can't excuse you for that. Yeah. By any means. And so, right. yeah, I'm going to continue to yeah. stay my course of like my opinion on that and that you are wrong. But like those people are hard headed. And those are the same, oh, for sure. the same kind of people that you would get into arguments on the Internet with. Um, right. Right. But like I've decided to like not anonymously argue with people that I don't know anymore. It's like, is it? someone I know on my page or whatever, if it's their page, then I'm like, okay, I respectfully will bow out of this conversation. But if you'd like to talk about it at a future date, I would appreciate right, exactly. that. Yeah. Cool. It's like, yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave it open. Like I'm always down. To I'm talk, not going to own know, your ass but, on your page yeah. today is basically yeah. what I said this morning to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and get into a you know a, a Twitter war with somebody right. over something that you know is not going to benefit anybody, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. it's just waste. You know, it's like, and I've always said that too. It's like you know, you got to pick your battles. You know, absolutely feel you know, um, feel empowered and feel strongly about your beliefs and feel, you know, and, and, you know, wear your convictions on your sleeve, you know, but, you know, don't, um, but, you know, don't waste that energy on people that it's not worth wasting on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's, you know, it's not from a standpoint of, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I I need to change these people's opinions or they're wrong or whatever. It's like, no, you, you get, you know, it's hate that it's like that old saying it's like you know you draw you draw you know i, I, I can't remember that goddamn saying but it's the, it's the whole the whole honey thing you know it's like you draw you know you're you know it's easier to to, to draw bees catch with honey more, yeah with, you know vinegar or whatever they use that yeah you catch, you catch more, more uh, flies with honey than vinegar yeah Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I use exactly. that. Yeah, that idea. Yeah. Because like I said, it's, I think because a lot of people haven't maybe had that opportunity where they can maybe vocalize in a constructive way, as opposed to vocalizing in an aggressive and, you know, destructive way. And, and, and I think that's where part of the problem is, is, you know, I wish it was easier. I wish we did live in a, a, a day and age where, you know, um, people were a little bit more tolerant and were a little bit more open to other people's viewpoints for better, for worse, just for the sake of being able to actually sit and talk yeah. and, you know, and, and, and to, to hear the other side, whether you agree with it or not, you know, some people will never change and that's fine, you know, um, for better, for worse, you know, but to at least be able to sit and talk about it and be able to come away from the conversation going, okay, now I understand their viewpoint a little bit more, may not agree with it, but you know, at least I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and I I totally get the irony of of doing something like a podcast which is a very much a one way. I mean, you know, we get to say whatever we want, like both, you know, voice whatever opinions that we have. Damn hell ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um try and stop me camel cigarette. Right. Uh, yeah, R.J. Reynolds. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, uh, visit us at onebyanhalfarrow.com. Um, but uh, you know, and the uh, again back to the idea of you know who to who to keep, who to friend, who to unfriend, and uh, what was what was bothering me, I think, the most this week is that there there are some very not just things that I disagreed with, but there were some actions and words said by people that I felt were very damaging to um, specifically people affected by the events of the past couple of weeks. So these mm-hmm. are educators, a lot of whom are in leadership positions. So these are assistant principals, school principals, and higher making decisions at those level that affect uh, students of color, that affect black students. And I felt like their comments, their publicly, for lack of a better term, publicly posted opinions are, were not uh, sensitive to that and were undermining, you know, the purpose of Black Lives Matter and everything else that's come up. And so, again, that was like, I, I I struggle with, well, if I don't unfriend them, then maybe at least the information that I share or the 
you know, thoughts that I share, at least there'll be one person that they can see that from. But sure. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, like you said, you, and you made a very good point. It's we, these are people that we're not really that well connected to that are coming in on posts. And sometimes we do the same too. Like we go in and, and, and it, it, they're, they're really not that well connected to us but they're occupying space and they're uh, sucking up effort and energy and emotion that could be better spent elsewhere. Yeah. Spent elsewhere. yeah. So, yeah. Pick your battles, right? Uh, this you know? happened yeah. a few days ago with me where one of the people that was commenting and questioning something that I posted was someone that in person I haven't seen for since pretty much since we first moved into the, this house, like almost yeah. three years ago who's like a yeah. former fucking food runner at my work who I haven't, you know, like I maybe knew him for six months. So I like maybe worked five shifts with the guy and all right. of a sudden he's coming on my page, like right. argue with something that I have to say. And I'm like, where'd you even come from? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Exactly. Why are yeah. you taking yeah. up space on my fucking wall to argue with me about something that like, I mean, really, it, it did have to do with him in a way like, but it, this, that's besides the point, you know, it, it wasn't personal to him. He just decided to come and question the something timing. where I was like right. a simple exactly. Google would answer that shit for you so that you weren't here occupying my time. Mm -hmm. And also did like any positivity come that come out of it one way or the other? Probably not. Like, like it probably just, probably just pissed you off and it did probably didn't do anything to, you know, open his mind to, you know, new concepts or anything like that. Like, well, yeah, and it's like, you know he I mean? stopped responding because I, we were all like, uh, what do you, wh why, why are you bothering us with this? Right. It's like, well, the fact that you're talking about it now says that, you know, it's our, like, it, it's something that was, you know, indelibly etched into your mm -hmm. mind. You know what I mean? I mean, it's reason, but you get what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, you go, wait a minute, what the fuck? Why am I wasting this time and energy on something that really had no, like nothing, nothing good came out of it. One way or the yeah. other. Yeah, just so, waste waste of my time. Yeah. Like exactly. Right. Hey yo. All right. Well, that uh, that concludes our um, conversation. Well, the recorded part anyway. Our two part we, recorded combo with we, our buddy Jer. We continued the conversation, but um, later decided we we didn't want that. No, we just were starting to get pretty uh, fucking drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're drunk. I mean, there were drunk some, talking. There were that. some really funny things. Yeah, but the idea of sitting down and listening to that now, like fairly sober, sounds terrible. So it's like, you know, mm -hmm. to like edit for content. Anyways, um, so so set, take a little bit. We'll we'll get into uh, our what we're watching. Yeah. So things. we. We watched, and Andy had seen this before, and other friends of mine had said, you absolutely have to watch this, but we re-watched re When They See Us, which is the um, four-part, uh, like, re... What, what would you call that? Like a, a dramatic retelling of yeah, the like story. A series. Yeah, like Very well acted. Like, the casting was incredible. Um, of when they see us, so that um, about the Central Park Five, right? So that's about the, uh, right the Central Park Five, the exonerated were, five now. Yes. Spoiler alert. Right, five um, 
young men that were chosen to have committed crimes that they didn't commit. And like actually Donald Trump personally was against them so much in the media back when this yes. was happening and like was it, it the late, was it was like 89? It took out a full page ad mm-hmm. um, advocating for reinstating the death penalty. Yeah, for for, for children. Them, for ch- Yes, they're teenagers. They were literally like not one was over 16. Well, one was 16 and the mm-hmm. rest were younger. And he ended up, well, just watch it. It's, I... I ended the second episode by just like openly sobbing yeah, very loudly into Andy's chest and like wetting his t-shirt. It was brutal, but really well done. Like I definitely recommend watching it. And it's it's necessary. It's uncomfortable and and I you know, I thought a lot of things the first time I saw it and thought different things the second time I saw it and mm. It's things like that are just uh, are just really um, I don't know they're very profound for me because just to think of what that experience was like um, you know they talk about they, because they all served prison sentences one one of them had to serve in an adult prison even though it was 16 mm-hmm. because of the severity of the crime he was there for a while and was basically forced to serve in solitary confinement uh, for a large part of that because that's the only way he could have survived. People were trying to kill him. Right. And, you know, we don't know... Well, a lot of us don't know what prison's like because we've never been to prison. You hear Mm. stories, you see it sensationalized sometimes in TV and film but don't know what that's like and just to to conceive of what that is I mean we're here talking about getting stir crazy and restless for being uh, confined confined so what to our you know 800 square foot house or so or whatever your 400 square foot apartment but you could get up and walk around. I mean, do, you know, things like things that you don't yeah. think of. You obviously, can eat when you want to, yeah, you obviously, can go somewhere understand. if you want. But just to have to serve that in in a room, you know, in a, a room yeah. with nothing, just, and how that doesn't fuck up your mind and your head so well, much. And it did. Yeah, that it poor totally guy. did. I mean, he was he was definitely the most tragic story of the five. And the sad thing is, he realized so that. Heartbreaking. But the, that there that's not the only case of that happening. I mean, there are plenty yeah. of people that have been, you know, that have served longer sentences that have died in prison that weren't exonerated that, you know, suffered much more. And, you know, it's really, it's heartbreaking, but it's also eye-opening because... You know, if you pair that along with watching the 13th, you know, that gives you a really good understanding of why people can say that the system, the the criminal justice system and the police is is so stacked against yeah. certain groups of people. So anyway, yes, very good. Very good watching. Um what else are we watching? We checked out the new 
Perry Mason on HBO yes. Max with uh, Matthew Reese from The Americans, which is like one of our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, The Americans. Uh, what did you think of Perry Mason? Uh, I I really liked it. I liked the... Um, it was like grit. Yeah, very gritty. It it looks great which is from a yeah. film nerd standpoint. Mm-hmm. It They really captured, I think, what they wanted to do. That It's always... I think it's always difficult obviously to do period pieces mm-hmm. um when you have so much um you know available to you now to add mm-hmm. to the story but to put yourself in that um without it being campy or without it being um i don't know over overdone what's the word i'm looking for when they do it when they do something too much I mean, overdone is a good... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. Like, you know, certain certain period things. It's like, look, everyone in this 80 movie has a side ponytail. It's like, not everyone Mm -hmm. wore their hair like that, you know? Or or there were plenty of people that were, like, still clinging on to their 70s style at that time. So, you know. Anyway, this one's in, like, 1931. Mm -hmm. So Prohibition was still going on. So they sneak booze, like... I'm sure there's some kind of bootlegging storyline coming up, which I'm excited about. Um, We also have been watching, late to the party on this one, (laughs) Uh, Search Party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, love it. That's been fun. I love it. They're Um, all terrible people. Yeah. So, if you like shows like that where... None of the characters have nobody's likable. Redeeming, uh, really. The only likable character is Drew, and he's still kind but of he's awful too. Still, you know? yeah, he, yeah, he's bad. He's They're bad. all bad. They're terrible. Um, and anyway, uh, not to give away too much about what that one is, but it starts off with um, the main character played by um, Alia Shawkat from Arrested Development. Maybe she was maybe mm-hmm. Fumke. Um, she, her character is like a listless New York hipster, um, restless with her job, like feels like a loser. And she sees a poster for a missing person who is someone she went to college with. And so she just like really tacks herself onto that case and like takes it upon herself to find her. And, um. Kind of becomes a caper. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, definitely like a storyline ensues from that. So, um. You will see if you choose to watch. We, like I said, we were late to the party. That's originally on TBS. Hmm. No pun intended, because it's called Search Party. Right? No, that's why I said "huh" earlier. Like, um, <laughs> I didn't t- catch that. Uh, TBS. Originally, but it's on HBO Max. Right, I did say that part. Um, and uh, I've checked my spam folder, HBO Max. I mean, we put yeah, it out we, there. We for are throwing it. We will advertise for you. Mm, yeah. All those are free. Maybe we should do what we did with that telecom company. All those are free, but the next ones are going to cost you (laughs) streaming service. Um, Speaking of streaming services, we just started Twilight Zone again on CBS. Yes. Um, Season two. And the first episode actually was really compelling and Mm -hmm. interesting. But we had some ideas what would make it more interesting. <laughs> so the basic premise was all of a sudden, this um, lonely man who's dating and out out in like the dating scene, but really wants to like find the one. 
he starts hearing the voice of a woman in his head live and the story goes from there we're not gonna spoil it as per usual right and it's think in a way that kind of reminded me of of her oh Um, yeah but you know it's a different premise Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh but you know the characters are are nice and they have you know very palatable um attractive voices if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like i'm not you know that old thing like well you sound pretty hot on the phone you know that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but you know they have very calm soothing voices and naturally um conversative but i just couldn't help but think like well they kind of looked out like being able to connect to each other Mm -hmm. um being able to hear in your mind that person that not that I mean I feel bad for the person that that's Gilbert Gottfried's voice or something like that <laughs> because they're just talking you know they, they're having a conversation and it's just oh hey so you know what did you, you think about yeah did you enjoy your coffee this morning or like I whatever like what do you like on your pizza yeah and then it's like what do you like on your <laughs> pizza you know pineapple <laughs> oh god <laughs> And don't worry, he did this last night while we were watching it. <laughs> so yeah, if you you know, it, it's good for them. But if you if you sync up with Fran Drescher or mm-hmm. Godfrey, that may oh yeah, I did the I did the that, nanny laugh. It's not that sweet of a story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still dear. have a hard time hearing my own voice on these recordings. I hate it. Like I feel normal when I'm talking. That's good. And then I listen to it on the recording, and I'm like, oh god. But, you know, can't wait to hear myself as Gilbert Godfrey in a minute. <laughs> Yeesh. We need to put that in the uh, in the notes so no. people know what to expect. <laughs> no. <laughs> you surprise them. Right. <laughs> in for a treat, fuckers. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, I think I uh, that puts a nice little bow on mm-hmm. it today. I'm sure next week uh, we'll, we'll have some harrowing tales of your first weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, back. Yep. And, the all-consuming uh, dread that I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we Oop. still have tonight, so yeah. we can drown that away pretty easily. Yeah. So I can go to my first day back at work hungover too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's do it. Fuck it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for episode 18, featuring Jeremiah. Be safe. Be smart. Be sanitary. Be sanitary. And that goes double for you. Double for me. Working. Worky works. Bye-bye. Bye.